0: I just started recording my thoughts in this uh, podcast audio format, but I've been thinking about stablecoins coins and crypto for a long time. I consider myself primarily a thinker, um, but to share these ideas and thoughts and to see if they make sense or if they, where they might be wrong. I have to communicate that somehow. And um, you have to do that through either talking or writing, which um, I think both have their place. Uh, Talking is a little bit easier for me to think, even though for the listener, it may not be as pleasant as reading something that is concise, I think talking might come before actually writing. But for the benefit of anyone who wants to hear this, perhaps it's good just to publish it, even though it's not totally refined. But I've been thinking about the legal nature of cryptos a lot lately. And I've been frustrated because we see some enforcement by the SEC, but of course they're just not large enough. They don't have a huge budget to go after everyone. And the way that I thought it used to work is that they had to be the enforcer, which they, they kind of are the enforcer. They seem to settle with people all the time, say in crypto that are selling unregistered securities or an exchange that's not listed or an exchange that's selling unregistered securities or securities. Um, like today, that $10 million settlement with Paul Linux that got acquired. I can't even say that name. It's such an odd name. But, you know, so the SEC gives guidance about what is a security and what's not. The problem is, is that this isn't, this is just someone's interpretation. And I, I think I was, I read something that the SEC doesn't determine if something is a security. The courts do. So just like with the case with, with Ripple, so an enforcement action is is submitted. Maybe they can come to some kind of agreement. If not, they go to court. The court will ultimately determine how to apply the laws that Congress passed. So there's these securities laws that are ancient. And some crypto people argue that they're not relevant to crypto because crypto is so different. Well, there might be some cases where you could say that the technology is different. But the concepts, the concepts of law, the way I understand them, as a hobbyist lawyer, is um, is that they're supposed to be based off of concepts and principles, uh, you know, that that could apply to different types of of things. Um, People tend to focus on the investment contract, but that's not the only type of security. uh, The investment contract and specifically Howie, that's not the only type of security that there is. What I struggle with is, and my goal is equal application of the law. And I want people that are selling unregistered securities who think they can get away with it to be punished. Whether that, whatever the punishment is, either a fine, whether it's jail in some cases, if that's the punishment, it should be applied equally. Now, that may sound harsh, but if we don't have a rule of laws, if, if we have arbitrary application of laws, we don't have anything. We have people who are powerful who can get away with these laws because they have connections. So either we should have the laws or we shouldn't. What frustrates me is that how can a person who's not working at the SEC, not in a regulatory position, how can they help bring these companies into compliance, these entities, what can they do well, you can submit a tip to your your state securities regulators, which I recently did for Kraken's um, product where they stake, where you can stake your ETH and then you can get rewards. Now that's an investment contract. You're, you're providing them with an investment of your stablecoin. Sorry, your ETH. I've been talking about stablecoins so much but your ETH or whatever token it is. And then you, they they somehow use these proof of stake uh, blockchains, I'm assuming, because they call it staking. Um, I guess they could be using other DeFi protocols that maybe aren't related to proof of stake. They're somehow staking. But anytime you stake something, whether if it's for a native blockchain, you know, to confirm transactions and get the, the new ETH, um, or if it's just sort of a lockup where you're on a DeFi protocol and you lock up your, your thing and they call it staking, you get some kind of reward. That's an investment. You're getting a return. That is a security. So I, I wanted to ask my regulator, Hey, I've seen the BlockFi action. Um, and I'm in Texas, so I said, hey, I see you guys piggyback on BlockFi interest bearing accounts and call them securities and they said yes, so they couldn't talk about the case. But then I gave them a tip and I said, hey, look, Kraken is doing the staking. Have you heard about this? Do you know about this? This is why I think it's a security. Um, just wanted to let you know. And I told them, well, I think a lot of things are securities in crypto. I had a long, nice, pleasant conversation, um, but the at the end of it, really, I didn't know. They couldn't really tell me if they were going to do anything with the tip, if they were going to investigate it further. Um, so I just don't know, and I actually don't know how how you know who brought this BlockFi interest-bearing account to some state regulator, um, securities board. I forget which state did it first. It was either Vermont, New Jersey. I think it was New Jersey. New Jersey and then Alabama and then Texas. I think I think a couple others have joined. So the little guy has no no way to get the SEC to start paying attention to something. I guess they can submit a formal complaint that they think is an unregistered security and they think that there's fraud going on. So anytime someone sells you an unregistered security, they're breaking the law because they have to either have an exemption with the SEC. Or I guess with their state. Um, And if they don't, and it qualifies as a security, then they're breaking the law and I'm not sure I think it's. Well, I don't know, is it, I think it's securities fraud because you're selling you something that isn't registered. Now, what can the little guy do besides just calling up your state board, securities regulator. Um, you can't do anything with the SEC. You don't have any way to present them with anything. Um, so there's an important thing, like, so everyone focus on the SEC, but that's like federal level. Everyone who touches any kind of asset that could be labeled as security lives in a particular state This state also has regulatory oversight over securities that are sold to you. If you live in this state, they have jurisdiction. The same thing works for money transmission laws. So anytime that you receive a stable coin, maybe Tether, technically Tether should have an MSB license in that state. And if they don't, you should be able to file some kind of complaint that they're It's another entity. It's like the money service business regulator. I'm not sure what they're called, but they are different from the Texas or whatever state you're in securities board. Now, I don't even know how big these agencies are, but you know, and there's obviously other securities besides crypto. So, but the crypto industry has gotten bigger and bigger. And I would argue, you know, I don't know how many scams there are in private equity and in stocks. Companies selling stock. Um, imagine there's there's just as there's probably just as many because they're huge. It's a huge industry. I mean, what I'm saying is, I don't know if there's just as many, but I'm sure that there's scams everywhere, and fraud going on everywhere. But. You know and, and i think that crypto is getting away with so much fraud currently because no one knows what this stuff is and it's so new and things happen so fast and they don't think that the rules apply to them well i've got news for them they do apply and um i'm not completely confident at the federal level because the people that work for the SEC have been known to go into the crypto highly lucrative companies after they have done a stint there or served somewhere else. They go, they serve at Coinbase and then they go back to the SEC or, or something like that. Um, and I'm not blaming the regulators necessarily for taking advantage of, you know, how they can make a lot of money. I think this is done in every industry, but, Maybe I'm just noticing it in crypto. It's really, really obvious. And it's really terrible. Um, these people are supposed to be regulating. In my opinion, they're supposed to have no financial incentive um, to to help industry. And they're allowed to hold crypto while they regulate them. Not only that, but they bounce between crypto companies and regulation uh, regulator positions. Um, and now that happens in every industry. So... I can't, I guess I can't point the figure at them, but it's, um, I think whenever you have a new field like crypto, all the other fields are sort of established, you know, like the oil, oil industry is established, you know, Wall Street is somewhat established. Yeah, they can still lobby and, and get favorable treatment, but the crypto industry is so young, things haven't been figured out. We They don't even know what a security is, a lot of people in crypto. And they're using guidance that just from SEC chairman, you know, and he said, oh, I don't think that this is a security, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Okay, what does that mean? That's just someone guy's opinion. Um, So right now, buying, buying lobbyists in the crypto industry is hugely beneficial and pays off because this, when it's young, when it's just starting and you're just trying to figure out how you should regulate it, and you have people that are basically insiders. They're coming from the crypto world, going to set the rules and laws. They're buying off politicians. I mean, it matters immensely. They must be paying these people so much. You know, I don't know, gifting gifting them all kinds of crypto to not say anything that would um, be negative towards the industry. So I think there are ways, though, around this, even if the regulators are somewhat paid off and don't have an incentive to shake things up. Um, The little guy, he can go and open up a Coinbase account and then he can sue them. Now, there's, I guess, criminal versus civil. So I guess, you know, a, a regular Joe can't file a criminal case against Coinbase. I think they can only file a civil case because criminal needs to be brought by the state, I suppose. It needs to be brought by the state. And, and the little guy can't really force the hand of the state to go after someone. So what they can do perhaps is file a civil case. And this would be saying, Hey, you know, you, you allowed me to buy Tether on your platform and, um, you know, Tether might be a bad example, but, um, because if you sue someone you have to ask for damages and does that mean that you actually have to have suffered a loss why 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 can't you sue someone in civil court just over the fact that they're selling unregistered securities to you you know or they're potentially selling you products and not properly disclosing disclosing it why wait why does something bad have to happen for you like you to lose money Why does that have to happen for them to uh for you to have a legitimate case like why can't it just be about hey i think this is a security you sold me this unregistered security on your platform without proper disclosures you aren't regulated by the securities exchange in order to sell this so you owe me and you owe everyone else who's a customer now i don't know what you would owe me Potentially, because maybe I didn't have a loss, or maybe my loss was different than the next guy. But the fact that I think the case would be interesting because if you could force a court to then, you know, hear the evidence that, hey, this is a security, because remember, the courts decide ultimately if something is security. Now, even if they ruled in your favor and said it was a security, um, I'm sure that. The other side would appeal it and go up the chain that's fine but um the thing is is that the damage amount probably matters because number one coinbase has this forced arbitration clause like most companies and they force you into arbitration which is private which isn't public so you don't get the benefit of of having your case heard in public and the benefit of This is a new industry and a judge might actually label this as a security and then that's a precedent that's like an interpretation of law that sets a precedent that is like making the law you don't have the benefit of that in arbitration you also don't know if someone else has brought this case against coinbase claiming they've sold unregistered securities to you committed fraud securities fraud um You don't know if someone has has brought this before and they've settled, right? Because I'm sure if you settle, you probably can't talk about it. You've probably signed something like that where you can't talk about it. It's private. This makes me think of mass arbitration, which is basically using social media or other tools to get the word out that you're suing this company and other people would have the same, basically the same complaint. Um, I I wonder if any crypto company has has suffered at the hands of a mass arbitration lawyer. I'd love to talk to one who's who does the do, do does these cases. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, I think it's just gonna have to be, you know, the little guy suing over, over fraud securities fraud. Um, And uh, yeah, the damages, I don't know. You have to state your damages. Um, Do you have to have actually lost money? I don't know. Um, So for somebody to commit fraud against you, they lied to you. I don't think that you actually have to have a trading loss per se. But that's something I would go look up. So I think the little guy does still have a lot of power in his own way to bring suits against these entities that are breaking or that they believe are breaking the law. Um, And if the SEC won't go after these people, then you can and you can bring it to court in your own way, I guess, in a civil suit or even arbitration. Um, And um, perhaps if a lot of people do this, it could be uh, a class action, which maybe you get a judge to rule that it has to go through the public courts, and then they hear a case, and then maybe they'll say, yeah, it's a security. Um, that would be interesting. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see a private crypto company who's selling unregistered securities. The judge says, yeah, this is a security. And then what does the SEC do? So, you know, they have to ultimately what... Are they going to bring an enforcement? I don't know. You know, I think that they would probably the exchange would, would appeal this. Of course, it goes up the chain. Um, this is a civil case though. So then if, if it is, if it is found to be security that they were in violation, perhaps then any state could, could bring a case, probably the state where the resident resides. Um, if they wanted to, they could bring a case and, you know, I don't know when this when the state goes after them and they're fined who gets that money right does the which government agency gets it does the state get to keep it when the sec finds someone who gets to keep that money do they try to find people that have been hurt with by by investing with them and then do they try to give some of this money So my point is, is if you can get maybe a lawyer to it's on board with maybe this mass arbitration, it can explain, you know, if, if would people have a case, then maybe you can get a court to rule over whether an, a cryptocurrency is in fact a security or not. <sighs> um. And perhaps you can make it profitable. Maybe I'm actually surprised that there is no sort of regulatory crypto company. that's like a troll, a patent troll, where they just go after people and say that they're breaking their patents. There's companies that that's all they do. Not saying that that's especially good, but I'm saying that they exist. And I would think that there would be a crypto company that would just go after other crypto companies for breaking like obvious laws or trying to say something as a security, even a competitor trying to say claim your competitor is a security. I think they don't do this because there's too much money to be made. And if they get an enforcement against one of them, a competitor, they're probably if they're a competitor, they're probably doing something very similar. So they don't want this sort of regulatory risk to creep up by their own doing. So they don't really throw people under the bus, at least not as, as of yet. Um, yeah, in, in most crypto lawyers that are associated with With um, the crypto industry that I've, you know, the popular ones that are online, well, the talk on Twitter, they seem to be in the industry. They work in the industry, so they're they're pro, they're biased. There's not a whole lot of them that I've seen that are working against the crypto industry in a way where they're suing people. Um, So I wonder where those people are and I'm wondering what's stopping them. Uh, maybe they just don't think they can win. Maybe there's just not any money in it. Maybe they're right. Um, maybe they need to find a lots of people who want to sue Coinbase that, that are customers. I don't know. Uh, but it's an interesting uh, thought process. It's an interesting thing to think about. And you know, for from where I sit, not understanding the whole picture, Just maybe just bits and pieces very, very minimally, but it seems like people are waiting for the sec to bring enforcement. They're very slow or they never do some, some people escape through the cracks. Other people get hit with, uh, enforcement actions. A lot of them just pay a fine. How come none of them end up in jail? I thought selling unregistered securities was a criminal offense. I think that they give them an option to pay a fine, and then, perhaps, they do. And so, if it doesn't go to court, then, you know, they've settled. So, um, well, why can't an individual do the same thing with a civil allegation? They say, hey, you sent, you sell, you're selling unregistered securities through your platform, like Tether. All stable coins are, are unregistered securities. Um, this is securities fraud. We want to fine you such and such amount and we want to force you to go, you know, sign up with the SEC and get regulated. All we need is a judge to say, yeah, that's security. And to give their opinion. All law really is opinion. It's applying the law. And right now everyone's just twiddling their thumbs saying well the sec doesn't think this is a security and seven years ago they said it wasn't because of this that doesn't mean anything the crypto people they want you to just keep talking like that because they know that their worst enemy you know is sort of the SEC. they have to worry about them coming after them sort of but I don't, I think, I don't know if they realize that there is a way for the little guy to to say that they're committing, to say that they have harmed them, um, or that they're selling unregistered securities to them. And um, even though selling unregistered securities is a crime, I, I believe that there can be criminal and civil suits, right, because there's the criminal that's, brought by the state, they broke the law, and then there's damages from customers that they they owe, right? So they they owe people that they've defrauded. Um, That's a civil case. So like with uh, with Ripple, I mean, the SEC is bringing enforcement, they want to label it a security. That doesn't mean that there can't be civil cases brought against Ripple. And I'm wondering if those cases are just waiting in the wing to see what happens. And then they'll, they might be brought um, against maybe Ripple, maybe against Coinbase. Who knows? Uh, I'd love to talk to lawyers who know more about this mass arbitration, the difference between the criminal and the, and the civil cases, how you can get uh, awarded damages just by the fact that they've let you trade on their platform and let you buy a unregistered security like a stablecoin